Today we're gonna be diving into a new sport, pun intended. And my guest is a freshman from the University of Texas who has his eyes on the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo. You're not gonna wanna miss this episode of The Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game time, boo! Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. Today, I am joined by a very high-profile diver. Yes, that's right, a diver. Yeah, we're talking about diving into the water, one of those sports that you probably don't hear too much about, but you're going to want to listen to this one. Take note, because I've got Jordan Wendell on the phone with me today, talking about his life coming up, how he got into diving, and what he intends to do going forward. You're going to want to keep an eye on this guy. So, Jordan, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure, man. And um, it's kind of cool how Jordan and I cross paths. Uh, it's it, this podcasting thing is kind of a cool business because if you guys remember a couple months back, I had Scott Johnson talking about esports with me on the podcast. Well, randomly, Scott hit me up a couple weeks ago, told me about Jordan. Uh, apparently, he had met him through some connections um, with the family. And uh, <laughs> one thing led to another. I got Jordan on the podcast. I'm stoked for this, and you guys are going to love it. So, Jordan, let's start off with this real quick. Um, you're not originally from the United States, are you? Uh, no, I'm not. Where are you from? Can you give us a little bit of a background of how you even got here? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so originally I'm from Cambodia. Uh, I'm adopted. I was adopted at 18 months years, And um, I was adopted by a gay single man, which, you know, doesn't really happen often. And not many uh, orphanages allow that. Um, so I was really lucky to have my dad, uh, give me this opportunity and adopt me and give me a better life, uh, outside of the orphanage. Um, and then from there, we just moved back to the U S and started living in California. And that's kind of where my life started with him. That's so awesome. So you kind of grew up in California. Um, what led it? So you, you got your dad, uh, who you mentioned is a single gay man. Did that have any kind of, like, did that bring any difficulties to your life when you were growing up or anything like that? Because, you know, like obviously the, the United States, as we know it now, we're starting to adapt to that kind of a culture, right? But at the time, I'm sure, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it may not have been that way. Was there any difficulties or struggles you had to go through growing up with that situation? Uh, yeah, a little bit when I was younger, uh, I got asked a few questions like why I'm a different color than my dad. Uh, and you know, why, why aren't we anyway similar? And you know, I didn't really have an answer and not to mention of the age I was. And with the kids asking me these questions, they didn't understand either. They didn't, I'm sure their parents didn't really talk to them about gay parents and how all that worked at that age. So, um, you know, it, it was difficult for me to understand and I couldn't give anyone a straight answer. Uh, until I grew up and you know, I'm I'm very thankful for the life I have and the family I have as well And I really wouldn't change it for the world because a parent is a parent whether you have two dads two moms or a mom and a dad um, And you know, it really doesn't change that love is love 
I love that, man. That's so cool. And I hope that we can all learn something from that. So it, it, it doesn't change the, the fact that a parent is a parent. And I'm glad that you, you said that. Um, cause for someone like yourself to be able to like, it's just, that's just how life was for you. And it's cool to see that where, where you're at now. So we're going to kind of get to that. So you're, you're hanging out with your dad. Um, how did you become, I want you to tell the story of like how you became interested in diving. Wasn't it like a bike ride or something like that? Yeah. So uh, the way I got into diving was I was all done with school, and I and it was summer, and my dad needed to get me into a summer camp. Um, so then, you know, he ended up trying to sign me up really late, and none of the summer camps accepted me because uh, I tried to get into a soccer one, and they said I couldn't get in. So, um, But then one day, my dad and I were riding on this, like, two-seated bike on the beach, just, just riding out for fun, just to do something, and we uh, ride past the Aquatic Center, the Hall of Fame in Fort Lauderdale, um, and this is when I was probably seven years old, and my dad was just telling me that we might as well walk in and see what's going on, and I was, I was fine with whatever he wanted, so we went in, and right when we walked in, we saw all these little kids jumping off the towers and the springboards, just having a blast. And uh, he decided to take the chance of just asking them to see if I could uh, get into the camp. And they said that I could. And funny thing is, it wasn't actually a diving camp per se. It was an aquatic fun camp. So really, it wasn't based off of diving. Um, but yeah, and then from there, I got into the camp, started having fun like all the other kids. And the head coach, uh, Tim O'Brien, noticed me and uh, went up to my dad and started telling him that, um, you know, I have a natural talent for diving, which, you know, my dad just thought he was just trying to, you know, get us to join the team so that he can get money out of it. Um, but then Tim showed my dad some, like, I guess, attributes that I had uh, that divers should have, which if I raise my arms above my head, um, I'm able to get them behind my ears. So I have naturally flexible shoulders. Um, when I'm raised off the ground, if someone were to pick me up by my hips, I'll point my toes. And that was just like, it was just a habit. Like I just wanted to point my toes. And, um, from there, you know, that kind of convinced my dad to give me a chance in the sport. And, uh, you know, seven years old, that's kind of where my diving life began. Man, seven years old. That is awesome. Now, did you ever, when you started at seven years old, you started getting into this, did you ever want to participate in other more, I guess we could say, quote unquote, traditional sports, such as, you know, baseball, football, soccer, basketball, those kinds of sports? Did you ever try to compete in those? Or when you saw this at seven years old, the diving, the diving aspect, did you go all in on diving? Um, so at around that age, around like seven or nine years old, I wasn't really like super into it at the time. Um, I actually did play baseball, uh, because I started getting burnout from the sport. Even at that age, I was just, for some reason, I wasn't having as much fun as I thought I was. So I talked to my dad about it and he's, he's very accepting and very supportive of like my decisions, even for how young I was. So he put me in baseball to get, you know, a different aspect of sports and stuff for me to have fun. Uh, so I played that for a while, and then I I just ended up missing diving. And, you know, knowing that I didn't love it that much, I, I missed it. So then I talked to my dad again and got me back into it. And then from there, people started to notice my diving and started coming up to me and talking to me about, like, my future and that I, I could have a huge future in this sport if I really focus and, you know, have some fun and try to give it all I have. And, um, 
you know, with my dad behind my back, uh, that's kind of what I ended up doing. Uh, and at the age of 12, I went to the National Training Center uh, with John Wingfield, and that's kind of where my whole diving career just blossomed, I guess you can say. Oh, my goodness. That's such a cool story. And, like, I think it's kind of neat how you brought up the fact that you did start baseball. And, you know, maybe that's something that, like, a lot of parents nowadays are moving towards, like, having a multi-sport kid. Let them try different sports um, rather than just focusing all on one. Because even at a young age, you got burnt out. Even at a very young age, you got burnt out. So, like, I think that can happen to a lot of kids. And by putting them into multiple sports, not only do you learn different skill sets, but you can kind of find what you're, you're passionate about. And I think that's exactly what happened to you. Now, when you started growing up, what was it like as far as like the diving, like, did you have diving in high school or did you have to do it for a club? Like, how does that even work? I want to educate my listeners as well as myself on how diving actually works when you're going through middle school and high school. Yeah, of course. So actually in my case, it was a little, um, because, uh, you know, at that time, uh, after all that baseball stuff happened, I, I really, like I really went down into focusing on diving. So then my coach, told me that I should um, go on to online school. So I did International Connections Academy, which is kind of like homeschooling, but it's on the computer. Um, so through middle school and high school, I really didn't go to like a brick and mortar school at all. Um, and so it like gave me more time to train, to stay focused on, you know, my future in the sport, but also, um, you know, I could stay uh, with my education and go to college, uh, which I actually made to, which I'm really excited about. But, um, yeah, so going online school really helped with the flexibility of training because I could do um, school when I was in China or Dubai, and it, it really helped a lot. But it was just kind of different in uh, my situation. Man, that's actually really interesting. So you 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 did what it took um, to get not only your education, but able to to get your your diving in as well. That's awesome that you still value your education as much as your diving now. And they're kind of working side by side now. You're at the University of Texas. Explain the process now. You're you're there. You're a freshman. How has that been um, diving at the University of Texas? You know, I I'm very honored to be at this school. It's a uh, very a uh, very great school for education and for athletics as well. Uh, our team is one of the top in the country, which I'm really ecstatic about. Um, you know, it is different going from online to a classroom, um, you know, being around people and having to express my, um, you know, my thoughts on different situations uh, around the world. But it's, it's definitely helping me grow up as a, as a person, you know, being more dedicated to my education as well and planning my schedule accordingly to what I have meets coming up or, you know, um, just trying to stay on top of everything that I have. Uh, but it is hectic uh, being an athlete in college. You know, you just have to be ready for that. Uh, you don't have the hours like um, students that, you know, don't do sports do. Uh, so you just have to be ready. But I'm sure anyone can do it as long as they have fun and, you know, uh, see with it. For sure, man. And so you're, that's such a cool transition. So you're going from not even being into a traditional school for so long. Now you're at a major university like the University of Texas. And I kind of want to know, you mentioned your team's one of the top in the country. What, or how did you finish? Or like, how, how does diving work? You look more at individual statistics or do you look more at a team statistic? How does it kind of work in that sense? Um, so for Texas, we have um, the number one ranked men's swim team in the country. Uh, so we have, 
I think about three or four Olympic uh, swimmers on our team, not including women. So we, I have a lot of role models on this team, which are, which is, you know, helping me stay motivated with the sport. Cause just because it's a different sport doesn't mean I can't look up to them, you know, for sure. They have a drive that I, I want, uh, and that I'm, I'm shooting to, uh, you know, to achieve. Um, but yeah, in this, in college, it's, it's individual, but a lot of it is based off of teams. So we have NCAAs coming up next week and, the swimmers can't get the top spot unless divers help them score points. You know, divers and swimmers work as a team uh, to get points to build up to the top to get NCAA record. And our team has won the NCAA title, I think, three years in a row now and hopefully going to make it four. So um, my intention is to help them, uh, you know, reach that goal. Wow. And let's just uh, – I want to I want to know – you can put the – you know, the, the humbleness aside, I want to know how you've done. Like, how do you feel you've done so far in your first year at Texas? <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm i really happy with my performance uh, my first year so far. I actually ended up breaking an NCAA record as a freshman uh, on the 10-meter platform, uh, which, you know, I, I had no expectation of doing that. No one expected that. And for it to happen uh, so early uh, in, in the college was just, you know, um, amazing, and my coach was ecstatic about it, and my dad was flipping out. So a lot of things were happening so quickly, but you know, I'm I'm really happy I chose the school. And you mentioned a 10 meter platform. Okay, so you you're you're crushing it, which is amazing. So I'm like, I'm stoked for you, and I don't even know like how diving even works that well. I did a little bit of studying and research on it when I was going to interview you, and I'm like, man, like if anyone hasn't jumped off a 10 meter plat, like. I don't understand how you do it because I've, I've jumped off of a platform before. Um, and it's, I definitely wasn't diving off it. I just jumped off it and I'm terrified. How do you do that? Like what, I mean, this is a stupid question, but like, how do you, how do you do such cool tricks off of such a high platform? Okay. Yeah. Um, so actually I, (laughs) I, I specialize on a 10 meter, but I am definitely afraid of heights and, I actually recently talked to a, a, a younger diver uh, explaining them why I keep diving 10 meter. And the, the reason I do it is because I enjoy everyone's reaction, not because I did a good dive, but I, I like them coming up to me and asking me like questions on diving or if they need tips if they're a diver themselves. Um, you know, it is a, it's a great feeling to have people cheer for you and for you to be uh, one of those, I guess lucky for you to be specializing on 10 meter and doing these tricks. Uh, it, it really is an honor because you're three, you're, you know, you're three stories up in the air, uh, trying to do four and a half flips. It's scary stuff. Not many people are going to do it. And, um, I kind of want to stay with that, that group and hopefully, you know, put on a good show for everyone. Yeah, for sure. And do you have uh, different st- like so you specialize in the ten meter? But are there different types of diving? I-, I read about a springboard. I read about the platform. Like, is there different types of diving that go into it? Is there anything else you could compete in outside of a ten meter platform? This may be an ignorant question because I just don't I don't know. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, so yes, uh, there's three different events, um, and there's the one meter springboard, which is you know the lowest one that bounces. The three meter springboard, which is the highest that bounces, and then there's the 10 meter, which is the very top that does not bounce, so it's, it's literally concrete, um, and those are the three events that you compete out of, 
And then also, you know, naturally everyone knows that you compete individually, so by yourself. But then also there's a synchro event where you compete with someone diving at the exact same time and you get score on synchronization. Um, and, you know, if, if willingly you can find a partner, you can do mixed synchro as well, uh, which is with a female and a male. Uh, which actually I dove with Abby Johnson, who was a silver gold medalist at the Olympics, um, which, you know, that was, that was a huge honor. Uh, and I, I really hope to get back into mixing girl if possible. Wow. And, uh, okay, so I have to, to ask you this then. So we learned about the different types of diving. We learned what, what you guys got specialized in the 10-meter platform. Have you ever in your training or even in an event had a major fail where you either back flop, side flop, belly flop, you know, the typical things that people get freaked out about when they're actually jumping off a diving board of any kind. Have you ever had one of those? Oh yeah, for sure. I've had tons. I think my worst one was off the 10 meter. I was doing a back three and a half somersault tuck and I ended up missing my spots and getting lost in midair and I had no idea where I was. So I ended up kicking and when I kicked, I looked at my toes, and I noticed I wasn't in the spot it was supposed to be, and I ended up landing. It, I really could not have landed flatter on the on the water. Um, I ended up getting out, uh, and I started uh, actually coughing up blood from that, and uh, I was taken to the hospital by the trainers. Um, and, you know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a very dangerous sport, but... I, I can't help but love it. And I actually ended up competing two days later in a competition uh, just because, you know, it's just one of those things I just can't stop doing. Dude, okay. this That's a cool story because I'm going to tell you right on, like right off the bat, when I first looked at like divers and stuff like that, I knew that like they were talented to be able to be flexible and, and do all those cool acrobatic tricks in the air. I never thought of it as a, as a like a tough man sport, quote unquote. No, I, you've completely changed my perception of diving. That like the fact that you were coughing up blood, I can only imagine too, like landing, I can't even, words don't ex- describe it because that is terrifying for me anyways. And the fact that you, you, you landed flat, coughing up blood, and then you compete two days later, that's insane, man. So that just talks to like the the durability and the toughness of a diver. And you guys typically aren't like, I mean, you know, typically speaking, you're not like the largest in stature. I mean, how, how big are you? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, not at all. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really short. I'm like five, four, five, five. Uh, yeah. Divers aren't meant to be super tall, but there actually are some, uh, like Steele Johnson, who's like six, two, uh, and one of our top in the country. So I'm amazed that he's able to do what he can at, at his height. And, uh, with all the muscle he has. So it's very impressive on, you know, who can actually do the sport. Man, okay, but for you, five four five five, coughing up blood, compete two days later, that's insane. You guys are tough, man. Um, I want you to walk us through a day, Jordan. Like, let's walk through a day in, in, in diving practice. Like, how long does it take? What do you have to do to prepare? Is there any kind of stretching that you have to do, warm-ups? And then what do you do to, to practice for diving? Yeah, so my normal schedule is I have two morning practices, which are Tuesday and Thursday, and then every other day of the week except for Sunday, I have a one-to-three practice in the afternoon. Uh, so for the mornings, our practices are normally at 6.30. Uh, that go until 8, I believe. And uh, we end up stretching a little bit. Uh, we don't really do dry land, which is like mimicking water exercises, but on land. 
Um, so we don't really do that in the morning, uh, but we get in and do, like, falling lineups, just drills, easy stuff to just get prepared for the afternoon. Uh, and then in the afternoon, we stretch again. We uh, get our bodies moving, get our muscles warmed up and ready. Then we go on the dry land and start doing flips and doubles and twists to get ready, uh, acclimated uh, with the spatial awareness that we need to be able to perform our dives in the water. And then we hop in and end up doing, uh, you know, our competitive dives. Uh, depending on how much each person can do, which is different with their strength and, you know, stamina that they can take. Uh, our coach just um, sets up our training uh, accordingly to each person, which is really nice. It helps a lot. Um, so then, yeah, we end up just doing our dives and um, keeping it up for competitions to come in the future. Crazy, man. And you guys just you just go, go, go. It's just like a, it's a, it's a collegiate athlete, and you got a lot of work to put in. Got to focus there and on your your academics and with when it comes to diving. Obviously, like in major sports like baseball, basketball, the other the ones I mentioned, the traditional ones. Sometimes they go to you know they have collegiate sports, but you, in basketball you have the guys that go for a year and then bounce to the NBA or try to play professionally overseas, and they they have this goal of going pro in in their sport. But when it comes to diving. Um, I want you to explain, like, what what's your your goals going forward with diving? Can you be a professional diver, or I mean, maybe you mentioned the Olympics. What what's your goal, and what is it looking like in the future for you? Yeah. Um, so you you know anyone could be a professional diver if they really wanted to, uh, but that would just end up uh, I think breaking the NCAA um, rule. So then you know I don't think you'd be able to get a scholarship for that particular person if they wanted to go to college. Um, but for me personally, uh, I'm probably not going to go professional. Um, I'll just stick with, you know, um, what I've been doing my entire life. And then I hope to make it to 2020 Tokyo. Um, you know, I, I think I have a decently good chance on tower. Uh, I've been practicing on the three-meter springboard as well, and that's been getting better. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I can't say for sure, but, you know, I'm going to try my best, and we'll see what happens. Heck yeah, 2020 Tokyo. You guys need to remember this name, Jordan Wendell. You're gonna t- you're gonna remember he was here on the Game Time Guru 2020 Olympics in Tokyo. We're gonna be rooting for you, man. Um, the last question I got for you, Jordan. You know, you mentioned like earlier in the in the in the show, you talked about China and and stuff like that, Dubai. I think you mentioned, but so obviously, like this journey has taken you to some places. Tokyo is a potential possibility in in 2020 um where are some of the greatest places that diving has taken you as far as around the world and and what was your favorite oh gosh yeah so (laughs) like you said i went to china and dubai i've been to mexico uh canada or russia twice so far uh germany uh where else have i been australia malaysia um and (laughs) Honestly, I think Dubai was my favorite. That pool was phenomenal. The people were super nice, and the living situation was awesome. Uh, so I really don't have any bad things to say about Dubai. Um, neither for any of the other places. I think just Dubai uh, overall just you know had a better outlook for me. I, I enjoyed diving there for the World Series, which was awesome. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be my, uh, my pick. It's so rad. And it, it, when you're done with diving, when Jordan Wendell is done with diving – what do you want to do? Oh, goodness. Um, so right now I'm majoring in applied movement science, which is like in the kinesiology field. Uh, so hopefully I can be a physical therapist, but if that doesn't work out, I also coached when I was younger, uh, when I was at Duke. And I, I would love to be a coach and help out younger kids and, you know, build up their sport and share, you know, my experiences and what I've learned throughout the years. So 
uh, that's kind of what I'm shooting at right now. Fantastic, man. Well, I appreciate you, Jordan, coming onto the show with me and, and discussing this from your background to how you got here and then what you intend on doing. And again, guys, listen up. Jordan Wendell, 2020 Olympics. He's shooting for it. Keep an eye on him. 2020 in Tokyo. We hope to see you there, Jordan. And uh, for all the listeners out there, I hope you enjoyed this one and learned something about the sport of diving from one of the best to do it in the country. And uh, this is the Game Time Guru. We'll talk to you next week. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars, and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.